to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Jim, I need you to relax. Close your eyes. Imagine that I am God. All powerful. I am God and I absolve you of all of your guilt. I put that guilt on you. And now I take it away. It's gone. Your burdens are gone. So how do you feel? Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are here to discuss the epic, 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 epic Gotham, Gotham Season 2 finale. Uh, we're so glad to have you all with us here uh, Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Uh, we have some chatters in here with we us, too. We got a couple of them. We have, uh, they're filtering in. We've got uh, Jimbo. Jimbo and Matthew Paul and and Win and, uh, and, and the both of us and Chan serve good old Chan serve who I confirmed confirmed absolutely confirmed oh, villain Jordan villain for Gotham season three a uh, so, Chan serve yeah Chan serve nice missed that Chan serve is coming over for Gotham season three it's gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be great you're gonna love it. I uh, definitely so Amory. Yeah. We have had an epic, epic. season epic. of Gotham. Epic. And I will say you, you know what I was going to go and throw into a discussion about the main season about okay. the season what you think of it overall? The side season? Yeah, exactly. The webisodes. Um <laughs> Those comic book webisodes, remember those? Yes. Uh, that bridged the two half seasons. That were awful. I uh, know, but we're not. We're going to save that for a few weeks down the line when the UK wraps up uh, broadcasting yes. Gotham season two or series two over there. Series two. If you want to talk British, uh, because we're gonna we're gonna have a finally have have another date with our our strange. Uh, uh, how, how are you going to put this? Yeah, um, I'm waiting to see how this goes. We're going to neck with the Gotham TV podcast. Oh. And it's weird. You know how it is when you, you, when you, you date meet someone. a podcast that you love. Yeah, when you date someone for a while and they, they go overseas and they have new experiences and then you come back together and it's like nothing ever happened and they didn't make out with that dude under Big Ben or anything like that. So wow. it'll be great. You it'll have really great. just like taken it far. Oh, I'm going to take it farther on that on that uh, season two roundtable that we're going to have in a few weeks for That's sure. Good. But you know what? We're here tonight tonight to talk about the season finale. Uh, so, Anne-Marie, why don't you hit us up with our R- Riddling Rhyming episode summary and then we'll get right into it. What force could save Indian Hill? Peabody's request inspires a spell. How will the penguin take Fish's return? His consciousness his consciousness will abruptly adjourn. Does Jim feel guilty? He's in that range. Will he be curl- cured by Mad Hugo Strange? Is a bus full of monsters Gotham's oddest occurrence? The owls won't be pleased with this week's transference. Transference! Wow, speaking is not my specialty, is it? It's okay. It's okay. okay, Because we're going to transference the uh, responsibility of doing the riddling rhyming summaries over to me. Woo! Transfer that. Next season. No, I'm kidding. I write them. You read them. That's how it always goes. That's true. I cannot write them. (laughs) uh, But, Emery, what would you think overall? 
Um, good times, good times. Good times. I like things that happened. Um, mm-hmm. I like that we got a cliffhanger, but not a cliffhanger all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Basically, we got a setup, but not a like a you know we're not there like with the gun pointed at the screen <laughs> going Psh, and you have no idea who just got shot. Yeah, it's not that intense. So. um I won't be panicky for the next three months as to what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's that. What did you think, sir? I, I liked it. I liked it. If I had one complaint, it's that I wanted there to be more of it. Like, uh, I mean, so much happened in the episode. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I was like, oh, I was – basically, I had a checklist in my head of things that were probably going to happen in the episode. Did you get them all? They got about halfway through the checklist. Oh. And uh, then, then I, I didn't get the rest of the checklist. Like, I thought we were going to see a little bit with the monsters, a little bit more than we did. I thought we, we were going to get more of that, yeah. I thought we were going to get a much more involved fish-penguin face-off ending in oh, fish being gosh, yes. ushered off stage right forever. Exit stage right. Uh, but but no, uh, fish sticks around, which we'll talk about later, of course. Did you really just say fish sticks? Fish sticks around. Well, she sticks. She's sticking around for season two. I'll anyway. take fish sticks. <laughs> fish stick sandwich burrito. Um, okay, so first burrito. thing, first Sorry. thing I wanted to talk about in this uh, week's discussion discussion is, is we've had kind of a, a a sea change for our main character. He's gone from Jim Glooman to Jim Dandy. Yep. Uh, as much as this episode is about the fall of Strange and Indian Hill, I think it's really. The main thing about this episode is that it's about Jim facing himself, understanding mm-hmm. why he's obsessed with his work, and learning what's truly important. Mm-hmm. I Basically, you know, he's had this conflict since really the beginning of season one in a lot of ways yeah. concerning feeling inadequate to his father, feeling he has to live up to his father's legacy, right. and feeling guilty about every darn thing that happens under his watch in Gotham City. Pretty much. And, you know, as Strange says in this episode, guilt is useless, love is our guide. This lesson uh, that Jim is given under while well, he's all drugged up uh, cultivates Jim's arcs arc throughout the season and really the seasons. Right. I, it also points a finger, I think, squarely at Bruce Wayne. Hmm. Jim realizes this is why why uh, Jim realizes that Bruce is heading down the same path, which is why he admits the truth of things to Bruce when he's coming off the drug when they all wake yeah. up and everything. I, now, I wonder if Jim is going to try and persuade uh, Bruce that, you know, as strange that guilt is useless. Mm-hmm. Will, will this be a factor that drives a wedge between them moving forward? Because, I mean, at some point, Bruce is going to want some distance from Gordon, if nothing else, because so he can, uh, you know, mm-hmm. launch the Batman empire. Right. Uh, so I wonder if this will be the start of a wedge being driven between them. I mean, they, they've had their ins and outs and ups and downs and everything. Mm-hmm. But in the, at the end of the day, Bruce still trusts Jim as a confidant, as a partner in, yeah. in you know, solving crime. Solving crime. Uh, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, you know, because at the end, of, as we see at the end of the episode, Bruce isn't going to be moving on from his mission anytime soon. So this is going to no. be a constant struggle. And I would really like them to take this character arc and move it over to Bruce now and maybe have him look at the question. Maybe I should let go of this guilt and move on. And yeah, I I would like to see some episodes exploring that maybe down the line where, and then obviously ultimately he comes to the decision that no, no, I got to be the Batman. I now one thing I I wanted to know is what will Jim find when he finds Lee because he's off on his mission now to find Lee. 
my guess is that she didn't lose the baby, uh-huh. so he's going to have to deal with that. Uh-huh. And I, I also wonder what where his character is going to go now that the main conflict within the character has been solved. The guilt, the yeah. uh, being uh, living in the shadow of, of, of his father. Mm-hmm. Trying to fix Gotham to prove that he's better, right? I than his father and everything. Now that all that's been solved, and God, <laughs> um, strange, God has absolved has, him of all of his guilt, has touched it away. I wonder. I wonder what his arc's going to be from here on out. I have some thoughts on it later, but what do you think, Emery? Um, you know, I'm not really sure. I like the fact that you think um, Lee didn't lose the baby. I like that a lot, actually, because mm-hmm. um, for some reason that hadn't crossed my mind, strangely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, really, maybe it's even just the coming to terms with that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so this kid's got to be like six months plus old. Yeah. You know, let's see what we can do with this plot, baby. I have I have a feeling when, uh, when he finds Lee, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether she has a baby or not, She's probably not going to be too keen on taking him back either. There's probably going to be a bit of a struggle there for sure. See, I don't know. I don't know because she was the one banging and screaming going, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. uh, By the same token, though, Jim is the one who gave up on her and gave up on himself. He didn't give up on her. He gave up on himself. He gave up. He he set her free Mm -hmm. to live a life because he didn't think he would ever have a life again. Yeah. So I I don't – it was done – I think she would understand she's a smart enough woman or at least she was in season one Mm -hmm. to understand what he was doing. You got to remember, though. She, he he was making a lot of dangerous decisions, and she was getting more and more wary of him as a as time went on too. So right, but at that you know when it came as you like to say when it got critical, mm-hmm. she was there. Yeah, she was still there. So I think I don't know. I don't think she's going to just welcome him with open arms. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be. He's just going to move into her condo or something. Yeah. Like it'll be interesting. Well, you know what? Enough about Lee. She wasn't in the the episode even. She hasn't so, been in like this half season. So you know, screw that hoe. Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, the return of uh, return Gotham's of queen queen of return crime? Of the fish. Um, what the heck is she gonna do now? <laughs> like that's really my question. Everyone she has ever associated with in the past is basically gone, mm-hmm. and I refuse to believe that with such an awesome superpower, she is just going to live something resembling a normal life. A she made the penguin pass out mm-hmm. she did that he didn't just pass out the, the little druggy thing happened butch looked at her and ran the, away like he was like uh-uh uh-uh nope 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 like he's like this is a big can of nope i uh, you you censored yourself there it's okay though you you meant butch ran the falcone away it's fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> and speaking of falcone's off living in florida like doing mm-hmm. some I don't know, fishing. Well, not Florida. He's like uh, no. downstate or something like no, that. No, I think he said he went south. Oh, he it, was not staying that close. Okay. He was, I don't know, back solving something when mm-hmm. he came in to do his brief one-off thing. Yeah, but, you know, I kind of wonder what Fish is going to do because she. there's a couple moves she could make. She could try and, you know, mm-hmm. become queen of the monsters, so to speak. She could be the person, you know, directing these monsters around uh, to, you know, do her bidding. And she's really the only one who's going to be able to get control of them to do that. She is. I, what well that sort of goes to my next like mini point here is how long does her power last mm-hmm. like how long does how often does she have to touch this person for them to do her bidding because you know is Peabody still under her control of some sort is the penguin mm-hmm. in all reality like uh, 
Yeah, because we never. I don't think we ever did. We never revisited that guard from last week, right? So no, the grilled cheese guard. There was no more grilled cheese. There was no caviar. There was no. She didn't ask for anything else. I think mm-hmm. she was just happy that it worked. So, so we we don't know for sure. I I also feel like there's there's a definite chance that she's going to try to reclaim. Uh, you know, the underworld of But Gotham. who is she trying to reclaim it from at this point? I guess Penguin. I think it's the court. The court? I think she has to go against the court. I'd like to see her go up against the court. Because Penguin is the king of nothing right now. Mm-hmm. He's literally, like, no one has control of anything. It is absolute mayhem. Mm-hmm. Because Penguin was rehabilitated and then he's been living in his dead father's house, which, lovely decorating, sir. <laughs> Um, I love that statue. That was awful, nasty, statue. rotting statue. Quote unquote statue. Quote unquote. Um, so he's been out of the game. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been taking over anything um, other than the killing of Azrael. <laughs> uh, Butch, he's just like second fiddle mm-hmm. to his own empire. But he's yeah. even been out of it now for a few weeks because of when Tabby got hurt and then he sort of went straight back to being Penguin's lackey. Well, I feel like I, I was talking about a couple weeks ago about the nature of Butch and the fact that he can't be the lead guy. He's the second fiddle that wants to be the lead by, but guy but can't be. I think he finally realizes that and he's In more this, than yeah. – and this is the first time we really see him working for Penguin without undue influence from Zaz or right. you know, Tabitha or anything. Um, you know, and they've even pulled in Babs, mm-hmm. which makes me happy because I actually didn't think we were going to get her in this episode. Yeah. And I have, I have some thoughts about that pairing uh, oh. coming up here in a little bit. Nice. Uh, over in the chat room, I, <laughs> let's see, a uh, holy bat or, uh, sorry, Jimbo says, I think Penguin is going to have another chance to do fishing. I think so too. Definitely. That's not done. Mm-mm. And, uh, referencing our discussion on Lee and Jim earlier, uh, let's see, uh, Jimbo says, uh, Jim just needs to give her chocolate just as selena mm-hmm. and then holy bat pastor who will be on later mm-hmm. uh says uh yep chocolate uh will make everything better i'll take chocolate if, if he doesn't want to give it to <laughs> lee i will take the chocolate and then jordan says i feel bad for butch what an emotional wreck he has to be in uh with tabby in the hospital now fish back lol wow lol lol wow <laughs> no but i i, I also like that re- really her official name now is fish mooney bitch like she she said it enough What's times what's your name now. fish mooney bitch it, it's it's basically her catchphrase now and i, I like love that. that i definitely like that a lot a lot okay so so big big, big moment at the end of the episode you know the monsters escape from the bus this that and the other then, uh, who I have dubbed Fabruccio appears. Fabruccio. Yeah, a, a combination of Fabio and Bruce. Ha! Fabruccio. Fabruccio. Uh, okay, the long-haired uh, Bruce, or at least being played by David at the end, uh, it was very out of left field. Nothing uh-huh. I expected. <gasps> yes. I, I even, I thought it was Jonathan Crane yes. at first. So just Because he had that long, stringy hair uh-huh. and everything. So, so it just... Blew my mind back and, you know, sent my mind reeling in a million different directions. There was some good reaction to it online. There was some bad reaction to it online. How is there bad reaction? That just but, opens so much up. Well, I, it all comes down to who who, who it, it is. is. It is. And some people I, I saw uh, someone, I, I think Hal Jordan something or another I on Twitter was saying, you know, clone, that's a cheap cop out. That's a very common trope in this kind of show and everything. So one possibility is that, you know, Fabruccio is a clone of Bruce Wayne. 
maybe Strange wanted to bring back his old friend, or uh, you know, but considering the rest of the monsters uh, were revived, they were reanimated dead people, Mm -hmm. and then manipulated by Strange, given a story and everything. I don't think the clone answer is likely, and Jimbo knows where I'm going with this. Yep. Okay, I think that was Bruce's long-lost brother. Uh, mm. Well, one of them anyway. There's one a, of them. There's two or three different versions of this character in the comics, and that's the character of Thomas Wayne Jr. Oh. And this is one I didn't even mention they're bringing up in the chat room right now. Uh, Thomas Wayne Jr. was Owlman on, uh, I believe, Earth 3? Uh, which is the kind of <laughs> the reversed Earth where uh, reverse Earth, Earth where all the heroes are villains and all the villains are heroes. Okay. He was Owlman, a member of the Crime Syndicate of America. Hmm. Uh, that's not who I what I think they're going with here though, because they I, I don't think they're going to be approaching broaching multiverse stuff. God, on I, this show. I don't think I can handle multiverses. Uh, but okay, so Thomas Wayne Jr., the original Silver Age Thomas Wayne uh, Jr., and this is who I really think it is. And I pulled this from uh, DC Wiki. I think Thomas Wayne Jr. was born three years before his brother Bruce. Thomas suffered severe head injuries when he was struck by a car as a young child and sustained permanent brain damage. Because he would always remain mentally unstable and a danger to himself and society, his parents had no choice but to have him confined to a mental institution, Willowwood Asylum for Life. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Willowwood is one of the main villains from one of my uh, uh, dog boy books. Uh, But Thomas adopted the asylum's name, uh, Willowwood, as his new surname as his family was kept secret. So basically, uh, this is a character who comes back into Bruce's life when he's an adult, Mm. adopts – I forget the the name of it. Thomas Willowwood? yeah, but he adopts uh, a supervillain moniker, hassles Bruce, all that kind of stuff. I, I I think that's most likely. I'll get back to why in a minute. But there's a second one who's been in the comics more recently, mm-hmm. and that's a guy by the name of Lincoln March. Uh, it's from the Court of Owls storyline, uh, comic storyline, which is just a couple of years old. And, you know, obviously it's being brought into Gotham. Uh, this is another Thomas Wayne Jr. who works directly with the Court of Owls. Uh, he, he was also a mayoral candidate, uh, you know, Shades of Galavan, yeah. uh, who believed himself to be Bruce's brother. Uh, it was uh, probably not Bruce's brother, but he thought he was. Oh, uh, You know, the Court of Owls connection makes this more likely just because they're bringing in the court so heavily in season three, obviously. Right. But based on the resemblance to Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm assuming it's not someone who just thinks thinks he's Bruce's brother, right. someone who is Bruce's brother. So I, I'm assuming that uh, Silver, the Silver Age Junior is Fabruccio here. Fabruccio. Ba- basically, the way I think it's going to be structured or go down is, you know, this Wayne child died years back before Bruce could remember or whatever, and uh, Strange took the body because uh, you know he was really he was tight in with Thomas and everything, so maybe he wanted yeah. to use it as leverage against Thomas because Thomas was coming down on Pinewood and all that right. stuff. And then you know he was first in line to be reanimated when they started doing the reanimation and everything. Oh. So so that's that's my guess. I, we, we'll see if I'm right or not, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, it's going to be interesting, though. I don't think it's a clone, but that being said, I don't think I'd be upset if it was a clone. Some people I was actually saying they thinking would... that it was something along the lines of um, Basil, how he took Jim's face. Oh, okay. Because they did knock Like Bruce. Clayface Jr.? Yeah, another type of a Clayface, but you know, I don't know, a different wig. Because they did knock Bruce out, so Bruce has no idea. He could have had that thing poured on his head. Yeah, that's very so true. So we have no idea. That was actually one of my first thoughts, not knowing... <laughs> 
anything comic mm-hmm. related. So, but I, I like your points. <laughs> they make more sense. Thank you. Over in the chat room. <laughs> thank, uh, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Jimbo saying Bingo Thomas was confined to Indian Hill. And uh, let's see. Holy Bat Pastor says, I like to think of him as midget Marilyn Manson Wayne. <laughs> Very nice. Holy mm-hmm. Bat Pastor. Uh, yeah. But it remains to be seen. But obviously going to be a big mystery mm-hmm. in the old season through. Season a through. Mystery. Season three. Okay. <laughs> you wanted to talk a little bit about Ed in this episode, right? Okay. So Ed, I actually think that Strange misused Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, not just abused, misused. Um, he, you know, Ed pled his case to Strange to that he would be very useful in helping get under Jordan. Not Jordan. Gordon's skin. <laughs> Jordan's in the chat room. Um, and then because he knew how Jim worked, he knew the button, the right buttons to push and this, that, and the other thing. And then Strange puts him in charge of getting information out of Bruce and Lucius, which I thought was really weird, mm-hmm. uh, especially seeing as how Strange and Bruce had just had that altercation in the last episode. Mm-hmm. It made... It would have made more sense to me if they'd have gone after the one they had a more significant relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I just think it would have Ed would have been utilized better mm-hmm. if he'd have been the one going out for Gordon. Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like uh, obviously maybe Strange knew he had that personal connection, and maybe that's why he he didn't want to do it. I, you know, with Gordon. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously he he definitely knew that. Yeah, uh, I was like, that's how he got out of the, you know. Yeah. That's how he got the job. Yeah, but I I feel like Strange was down for you know kind of taking Ed under his wing and making him a member of the team. But then when the Court of Owls called everything off and they were like, no, no, move everyone out and blow the city up. Yeah, uh, basically. He, he was like, OK, I don't have time for this. Uh, he served a purpose to, you know, get that information out of Bruce and Lucius yeah. while I was getting that same information out of Jim. But now he's he we're just going to lock him in here and kill him. Yeah. You would be very useful if you weren't crazy. Yeah. What? I'm not crazy. He's not crazy. He's crazy perfectly smart. sane. I, I, de- I, I was a little disappointed, though, that it wasn't actually poisonous gas. Not that I want Bruce well, it Wayne was, to die. I mean, it was a type of poison. It still knocked him out. Yeah, I guess so. They, I guess um, so. You know, they can't kill Bruce Wayne. But Ed was so happy that, that he was, he, so was going to get to kill them. Happy. You know what I really liked in that scene, too, though? What? I loved... Bruce talking through the riddles. Well, what pacing? Yeah. It reminded me so much of Batman trying to talk through the riddles with Robin on the old Adam West Uh, show. Yes. It it was exactly like that. Exactly like that. Mm -hmm. I I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Let's see. Over in the chat room. They're all talking about the laugh. Oh, the laugh. Okay. Well, I guess then it's probably about time to look at this this joker. joker. Look at this joker. Look at this joker. Look at this joker. Look at this joker. Where we look at the the hints, clues, references, and downright exposure of the Joker on Gotham. Uh, now we've been doing this since season one, episode one, because they were saying, you know, there's going to be all sorts of hints going on, mm-hmm. and you know, we have, uh, you know, a comedian, a waiter, some dude in the GCPD, the waiter again. 
Uh, we really like the waiter. Yeah, and uh, all sorts of stuff. And keep going, keep going, keep going. So many re- Joker so references. So many Jokers. And then Jerry, remember Jerry and her punk rock band? I love Jerry. That was great. Uh, even Pinewood had a little Joker reference. And then we come to this week's episode. And this week's episode, right at the end, mm-hmm. when the old lady lets the monsters out. Well, you know what? I, I went ahead and captured a clip, clip of oh, it. Oh, did you? Let's yeah, hear it. Let, let's go ahead and just listen to this now. Here, I'll play it one more time. That's totally him. That's totally him. And I don't know uh, how well you can see this on the YouTube video, but that guy in the robe behind the old lady. He's walking just like Jerome. Yeah, walking just like Jerome. Plus, I, I, I think we've seen Jerome in a robe like that before, so I think that might be why I think that is probably him. Yeah. Uh, so so it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, yeah, but it, it, totally Jerome. Totally it's Jerome. Totally Jerome. Yeah. And, I uh, mean, they've been teasing him the entire half season mm-hmm. by having him appear in his tube yeah just just fuzzy enough but it's a dude with red hair like and we haven't got a, a firm declar- declaration on who the main villain of season three is going to be yet either because right. we've gotten you know, a couple of them but season one was mainly penguin's story mm-hmm. season two was mainly ed's story if, uh, ed, ed slash gallivan gallivan yeah I and you know strange, but it, then it gets kind of murky, but not too murky. Um, really, just had to hit that. Didn't I you? did, I did, but mm-hmm. I I have a feeling that Jerome is going to be the main guy in season three. At least I hope he is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to check out that look at this Joker page over on our site, legendsofgotham.com, then just click look at this Joker look right at the top. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be great. I going to be great, and I love it. They're great. I, okay, so uh, before we get back to the main discussion oh, yeah. here, uh, we're going to go ahead and play a voicemail from Rebecca. Take it away, Rebecca. What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's up? And I am calling in about the season two episode titled Transference. There was so much that I liked about this episode. Selena and Bruce's interactions, Penguin finding out fish is alive, Firefly versus Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. But what caught me off guard was how much I liked the Jim Gordon parts of the finale. <laughs> I was very intrigued with the way Professor Strange seemed to absolve Jim of the guilt in his life. And I thought Ben McKenzie did an excellent job making the distinctions between the real Jim Gordon and the Clayface version Absolutely, of Jim Gordon. Definitely. And the biggest shock for me when watching this episode was that I was drawn back to Stabby Babs' love for Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she knew Clayface wasn't the real Jim made me hard. have feelings for their relationship again, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I do have one question for you about the finale. Why does Fish Moon wear a cape. I wasn't real clear on that and it sort of bothered me a little bit. So I'm curious to hear what you think about that. Anyway, I thought this was a great end to season two of Gotham and can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Rebecca. Yes, thank you. She's a flying fish. No, she's not a flying fish. She's wearing a cape because that's the outfit that Strange gave her and she has yet to find her own clothing. Because she was supposed to have some sort of very garish theatrical identity. I mean, she Little did he know she already had a garish garish theatrical identity. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I th- I think it's just because she hasn't found a change of clothing yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know. I'd kind of like to see her in that costume. I liked forward. it. I think it was very Jada. <laughs> you definitely. <laughs> it, it's a Jada outfit. Like, 
the Smiths aren't quiet people when it comes to their outfits. So this definitely felt like a more Jada-ish version of Fish than he, we got then, in season one, ever got, Yeah. I, it, it felt was, more pure Jada. It felt more pure Jada. And we also saw shades of her other like personalities. Like There was a point when she was driving the truck where I was like, that's not Fish, that's Jada. <laughs> Like, you could see the difference, but I was okay with it because, well, mm-hmm. she is brought back from the dead. So that makes sense for there to be little things. And, you know, it had been about a year since she acted. Definitely. So. Okay, Amory, before we get back into our main discussion here, why don't you tell everyone about the Patreon? Okay, hi. We have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash universe box. This is an excellent way for you to help support all of our podcast Legends of Gotham, We're So Lost, The Soon Dying, Greetings from Storybrooke, and our other projects like Infinite Tina, coming soon and crunchy crafty highly caffeinated so by making a <laughs> monthly donation of you know whatever you got starting at 10 cents mm-hmm. you'll get all sorts of perks like all of bill's dog boy books that we talked about mm-hmm. we'll sing you a song we'll write you a letter we'll have a podcast just for you um yeah and we currently have 29 <laughs> patrons giving us 123 dollars a month thank you very much you you guys are the merry makers you are the dreamers of dreams you are the monsters that we you put in the back monsters. of the bus definitely if you want to thank be a monster you. in the back of the bus go to patreon.com slash universe box and remember to think, think outside of the bus of the bus because the, the homeless lady is going to let you out she's going to let you out okay back to the main discussion here okay a great development oh uh matthew paul says so, so i guess jada will be a series regular uh again for season three that I, is not confirmed. Yeah, it's not confirmed. I, I, I mean, I would she's going to be actually. back. She's going to have to be back for at least an episode or two, right? Right. Um, I actually think she'll just come back and they'll kill her off quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, that's what I, I thought was going to happen this episode. Honestly. I don't want that to happen, unlike Bobby. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what's going to happen. That's fair. That's, you know who they're not going to kill off, though. Hopefully, if they kill this character off. I will rebel. I will turn into one of the crazy internet people who attack the writers via Twitter. It's Captain Bullock. Captain Bullock. Good old Captain Bullock. He got a bit of a promotion. The Celtic goodbye. In this episode. Uh, while he was a bit of a reluctant leader last episode, he really comes into his own in this episode, mm-hmm. and I loved it. You know, he's commanding. He's like, you know, get the chopper, send the guy, do the thing. Yes. You know, I I think when we pick up in season three, we're going to see uh, together and decisive Bullock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I do have a prediction, though, that – we're going to see that right at the beginning, kind of like we did this season. Because remember, he was he was cleaned up. He wasn't yep. drinking. He was working as a bartender. He had a fiance. Yeah, he had a fiance really and everything. And then you know Jim dra- drug him back into the muck and the mire. Uh, but my prediction is that something's going to happen to sully him early on. I I think it's going to be the monsters get to be just a bit too much for him. Yeah. And he has to bring Jim back into the muck and the mire, and it's going to bring him back down a big. T- Peg, peg or two to back to he'll grow his hair back out you know he'll have a bit more of a bushy beard uh again i think he's gonna be like clean i i want to see him like clean shaven in episode one next season um does donald Logue have a role that he needs to cut his hair and shave for because that's kind of why i think they may have thrown that in <laughs> is to expect him to be a little bit more clean shaven it just felt very weird mm-hmm. of a line definitely definitely like thinking. but but i i just absolutely loved him uh you know overall i i, I really wondered <gasps> i really wondered though uh 
you know, how long it's going to last, though, because he did make some dodgy decisions in this episode. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, abandoning the Arkham siege, uh, you know, even uh, when after Jim was out, you know, he knew he knew that Hugo was up to no good. He knew that Strange and uh, or Strange was still in there. Bruce and Lucius were probably still in there. Mm-hmm. But he called the whole thing off because Jim walked out and he said, nah, everything's fine. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, it seemed like he he should have at least, you know, had a police presence there at the asylum while mm-hmm. he assessed Jim's condition, you know. Yeah, but it's Jim. He's yeah. going to take Jim for mm-hmm. who he is. You know, that being said, uh, as soon as Jim got back to the station, he started realizing what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think probably regretted that decision uh, yeah, almost immediately because he was so suspicious right away. He was, but he wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because he, he mm-hmm. knew he'd been through stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, now, one other decision I thought was kind of weird by him was only having the one cop car chasing the bus after what Jim told him. No, he called all units. It was just they but didn't get there. In, in the never did because obviously you know some time had passed between when fish knocks penguin out Mm -hmm. and you know the homeless lady lets everyone out of the bus there were no cops around anywhere uh penguin's body was still laying in the street that was that's true and i mean if nothing else the cops had radioed as they were chasing fish that she was on that road right so they should have been there so i don't know It, it just felt like you know maybe well, he has the, the confidence. Mm-hmm. He might not have the skill set quite yet to uh, be commanding the GCPD. Or they're just a bunch of lazy cops and they don't really care. Maybe. One or the other. But you like Captain Bullock, though? I love Captain Bullock. I think he's fantastic. Sorry, I was trying to see what Donald Logue's next project is. He, <laughs> he has, like, a movie. Oh, okay. um, well, I was just trying to see if that would help explain the uh, clean-shaven uh, Bullock that none of us want. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, Holy Bat Pastor says, clean-shaven sacrilege. Yes. And uh, Bobby says he wants gruff Bullock. Exactly. That's the, that's the way Bullock's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really liked Captain Bullock, but I don't. I, I agree with well everyone that he didn't really believe that that was Jim, but he didn't know how else to explain it mm-hmm. because I believe at that point he didn't really know what Strange was up to. Yeah. He just knew it was crazy. Mm-hmm. He just knew crazy it was pants. Coo- it was cuckoo bananas down there, <laughs> and it needed to be stopped. He didn't know that he had the ability to take one person and turn them into another. Mm-hmm. How was he supposed to know? Well, I, I feel like his his uh, ambivalence about the whole concept of monsters should have been gone after the whole Clayface incident. You know, like well, that yeah. that should have made him believe that there was something. No, I think everything with Azrael, mm-hmm. he should have believed that too. Everything. But then again, Azrael, I, well, he was you know an effective fighter and you know pretty crazy pants and everything. It wasn't anything outside of the realm of human ability, you know? No, he was super strong. He wasn't really super strong. He was just pretty strong. He he was Batman strong, you know? Which Batman? uh, Batman Beyond. Uh, No, no, just kidding. Because, of course, Batman Beyond has an augmented suit. Um, But, uh, no. Yeah, but I, I think I think... I, I feel like Bullock should have been more accepting about the concept of monsters after seeing Clayface. That's all. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of all those monsters, though, you want to talk a little bit about, bit about the forgotten members of Arkham Asylum. Okay. So this is a little little crazy to me. Um, 
where are all the other Arkham prisoners? Anyone? Anyone? Because the only one we know the location of is Ed. Mm-hmm. And we know there were lots of other inmates. There was at least, I don't know, 25, 30. Yeah. At the very least, it's a big facility. There should have been hundreds of them, thousands even. Um, There's no way that they could have completed such a massive relocation without more people being like, ah! something going on there <laughs> um you know they were doing a really bad job at hiding the secrets that they had mm-hmm. let alone to hide that type of a secret yeah so i mean i know they didn't mind like killing them but they weren't anywhere like we get the whole freeze <laughs> and um firefly fight in like that common room which mm-hmm. was really weird that they were in a common room that was like gated yeah have it like at all i think it was just hey we have this set let's use it mm-hmm. um <laughs> let's take down this wall for a minute and there we go so i don't know it was just really weird that these characters have been present mm. through this entire arc and just gone well and- I, i'd assume that you know strange uh, you know uh, the breath of the court of owls is on the back of his neck and so he he really was he was worried about getting the monsters out but i i have a feeling that he le- just left all the other prisoners in their cell right but they still didn't even have a presence mm-hmm. like we have ed banging like what's going on and like <laughs> Bang, bang, bang. Well, and see, Ed knew something strange was going on, though. Yes, but typically, as we've seen, if one person gets upset, the re- other people get upset. Very true. In this type Very of uh, facility. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it many times. One person yells, they all start yelling. You know, do we need to go back to the, the awful play where things mm-hmm. went terribly, terribly wrong? Realistically, yeah. probably the featured extras uh, budget went to the cops and the monsters. You know, so that's, true. that's probably why they weren't there. I was just saying. And uh, then, then Wynn says over in the chat room. Anne-Marie hears a comic book reference, shakes head. That's Holy Bat Faster. What did I do? Uh, oh, yeah, I, 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 was talk- I think I was talking about Batman Beyond or something. <gasps> oh, I was like, I don't. And Wynn know. says fake Jim and Bullock would make a hilarious buddy cop movie. I would watch that buddy I, cop movie. I definitely agree. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, okay, Ooh, I wanted to talk yay. a little bit. About Panking, uh, which is my shipping name for Penguin and Barbara Keen. Oh. So, Panking. 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 Get used to saying it. Panking, 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 panking. You know it's going to be like over the first episode just because you're doing all this. That's fine. Okay. Most of my ships are. That's very true. I won't stop believing in them. No, Panking. No, I won't stop. I absolutely love this matchup. They they both appreciate good decorating and they're both bat something insane. Uh, you know, I, they, I I was wondering though, you know, it just got me thinking just because it seemed almost like they had sort of a blossoming. Oh, there was a little thing. Flirtation going there on. Was. A, you know, asexual penguin or not. Uh, you know, it kind of had shades of remember in season one how we kept talking about Penguin having sort of a crush on Jim. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like if I can't have you, I'll have your old fiance if instead. I can't have you. But oh, you, sorry, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, I really hope that Barbara continues to work with Penguin as we move forward. I think they make a really good team. I, I think they'd be a great force against Fish Mooney. Uh, you know, in as of right now, she's free and clear, so she can uh, be Penguin's legit, you know, woman on the inside of the GCPD. She can right. go there. She knows everyone in the department. Mm-hmm. She can go press them for information, find out what they – like she did this episode. Yeah, it's just she, they she, let her do these things. Yeah, she can be a great, uh, you know, a great resource to Penguin, at least until Jim comes back because he doesn't trust her quite as much. When in the chat room says stabbing is their shared hobby. Definitely. Definitely. They, they both like the stabbing. And I'm sure I'm sure Barbara in time will will develop a taste for roast. 
Uh, you know, so we have that. They do forward. both have a very distinct fashion sense. Definitely. They are snazzy, snazzy dressers. Mm-hmm. And they gave Butch a fake hand. It was large and mm-hmm. shiny, but they gave it to him. In such a stark contrast to, to the first time they met when Jim showed up at her apartment. Or not Jim, oh, Penguin. Yeah. Showed up at her apartment. That was the big cliffhanger of that episode, yes, if you remember. Yes, And she was like, who is this? What's going on? What's ah! Yeah. But yeah, Pankeen, watch for it. 2016. Pankeen. I almost nice. said 2014, but that's the completely wrong year. Okay, so you want to talk a bit about uh, the, the, the Wayne wrap-up. The Wayne wrap-up. Right? I hope you learned your lesson, Master Bruce. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Whole big bunch of nope. Uh, get ready for an entire lifetime of helping Bruce through his grand schemes, Alfred. He is getting better at how – wait. Uh, Alfred is getting better – wait, hold on. He is getting better at how everything works out, and Alfred is getting better at accepting his schemes and finding how he can best and safely help him. Mm-hmm. All I'm going to say is let's see if we can make it through season three without Alfred ending up in the hospital. Yeah, they, that'd be no a nice one goal. hurt Alfred. He's been hurt Stop. enough. Leave Pertwee alone. First his boss got killed. Yeah. And then, you know, he got, he got stabbed. stabbed and... and Then he got into a fight with Mr. Cupcake. You know one thing that scene did say to me, though, for sure? What? It's that Cat is going to be an accepted member yep. of Team Batman uh, moving forward into 2016. Yeah, which is L- interesting. Which is interesting. Because is she going to want to be there? I think so. I think... Yeah, in, is she just going to move into the manor? Mm-hmm. I, I, see, I don't think that'll happen. I don't but know. I think she's she's like Bruce is going to be able to call her up, say, help me out. And then they can sit down with Alfred and hash out a plan. You know, yeah. he might even bring her down into the cave or something. I could see that happening. I hope we don't. You know, first date down in the cave. That's awkward. Dad's computer and chill sort of th- sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that that scene between them, though, you know, they were saying that, you know, she says, uh, I have you wrapped around my pinky. Always have all that kind of stuff. I think the thing is, cat, cat girl Selena mm-hmm. is someone who does what she wants, but what she wants most often coalesces with what, what Bruce wants. Yeah. So she's going to do what she wants, or she's going to do it how she wants to do it. But she'll but get it done. At the end of the day, it's going to be to the benefit of Bruce's mission, I think, because she cares about him, and she cares about him you know, seeing this through, because they she's been there from the beginning. They love each other. They're in love. They're in love. Just, just like as uh, Holy Bat Pastor says in the chat chat room, uh, hashtag uh, Pain King twenty sixteen. Pain King twenty sixteen. Definitely. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I did like that little capper there. I, I, I feel like there's going to be just a big time skip. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, go, going on here, um, in the, uh, in the, in the season, you know, so it's going to be, uh, interesting, uh, definitely to see how that goes down. Uh, but okay, let's see here. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Gim Jordan. Gim who, Jordan. Gim Jordan, which is what I like to call the Clayface Jim Gordon, because, you know, he's the bizarro Jim Gordon. Right. I, I loved Clayface in this episode. Uh, Strange told him uh, he was an expert mimic, but obviously that didn't necessarily make it so because he he was way down low on the on the gimmicky thing. Yeah, uh, y- you can also uh, tell Ben had a lot of fun uh, playing this slightly off version of himself. Complicated police business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, there were some great one-liners. Sorry, that that yeah. was one complicated police business, and then of course, like I said earlier, Lee Lee Tompkins. Eh, screw, screw that. that. 
know. Uh, which is not a phrase I ever thought I would hear on Gotham, and it was it was fantastic. Exactly. I, I absolutely loved it. I I also love that it's Rebecca was saying in her voicemail that Babs is the one who sniffs him out. She might be crazy, she, but oh, God, no, I, God. I was just going to say she might be crazy, but she even she knows Jim wouldn't be down for a quick fling because it's summer, especially you know? with her. No, I think um, she is the one who calls him out on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what they were all waiting for, because even Alfred knew that it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. He had to. He had to know that it wasn't him. So yeah. definitely, definitely. I, I, I also thought that there were really good effects on the uh, on the slap. Yes. Two. And the, yeah, it, 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 that it was, was awesome. It was pretty seamless overall. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought. I um. I, and I also hope that this isn't the last we've seen it of uh, uh, Boris. Boris, aka Clayface. I, th- I think think it's going to be was it Boris. I. I Barlow, no, Carlo, Barton, no, Barton I keep Fink. wanting to say ba- Boris Karloff, and Bar- I know that's not it. Barton Fink, Clayface, Barton Frank, Barton Fink, Barton Frank. Uh, we're gonna go with that, but yeah, I hope we haven't seen the last of him because uh, yeah. although I wonder if he's going to be able to sort of like you know learn to control it, control the the stretchiness, or uh, if he's going to need to find a new way to mold his face like Strange did. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It to will see. be really interesting because it's like, what happened to that dude? Mm-hmm. Like, what did they even do with him? Because we didn't really get anything from that. Yeah, I'm sure he's probably just in jail somewhere, and eventually his face will fall back to the weird bald guy we saw last week's episode. Probably. <laughs> I Pastor Batman in the chat room says I didn't catch screw that hoe the first time. During the second viewing, my chin hit the floor. Funny stuff. <laughs> Okay, uh, and you wanted to wrap up, Anne-Marie, with talking a little bit about uh, Jim, right? Jim Jim's says goodbye. goodbye and apologizes a few times for his <laughs> promises to Bruce. This kind of surprised me. I don't know if I was really expecting it, mm-hmm. um, especially so bluntly. Uh, over the past season, we've really seen Jim grow a lot, so I guess that sort of made a little bit more sense, especially with what he went through in this episode. Mm-hmm. There have been many life changes, and he just doesn't know how to handle them. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm going to run away. <laughs> uh, just imagine, though, if he would have taken Falcone's deal a few weeks ago or however long ago. I don't even know anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Would Strange still be making monsters in the basement? Would we know about the Court of Owls? Would the Court of Owls have put the down? Because would we have released Ezreal because he went after Jim? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I imagine that he will find Lee over the time jump that we know we're going to have at hiatus because it's a hiatus. You have to have a time jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring her back to, Ga- to Gotham. Going to bring her back to Gotham um, <laughs> when the series returns, and we might get a bit of a montage of what uh, what they ha- what happened with them, like we did when he was in jail with that whole repeated day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I don't know. I felt the need to mention all that for some. Yeah. I, there was a point at four o'clock when I typed it. Uh, <laughs> some quibbles and bits. Some quibbles and bits, were. if you will. Yeah, I felt a little quibble and bitty. Yeah, definitely. I, I, they, quibble, quibble, quibble. Again, uh, like Basil, I said, Basil, Basil. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah, uh, there was so much that happened in this episode, and we. Ba- I feel like we barely touched on all of it, but at the same time, we've touched on most of it. We've touched on. Uh, yeah. So okay, so now it's time for the arbitrary scale. Okay, Anne Marie. Uh-huh. Anne-Marie. Uh-huh. Anne-Marie, are you yeah. ready for this? I'm ready! Out of 56 wandering monsters, how many wandering monsters do you give this episode? 55. Why? I loved it! <laughs> I never give anything a full 100%, a full, you know, 56 out of 56. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would have liked a little bit more with the penguin and fish that could have bought me that extra point. Um, a Jerome reveal more clearly could have mm. bought me that extra point. Um, Peabody going full out team fish. <laughs> I could, that could have bought me that extra point. I do like that. She's not dead. Yeah. I, that makes me very excited because there's potential. It's possible. She's not even imprisoned or anything because no one really saw her do anything too shady, you know? Yeah, not really. Yeah. So, so well, Lucius, well, I mean, she took Lucius on a tour, and she was a little suspicious. She, uh, oh, no, she kind of brought him to that room, didn't yeah, she? Or or had him brought there. Yeah, well, little bit. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Jordan in the chat room gives it 55 Wandering Monsters. Nice. I'm going to give it – I'm going to give it 50 Wandering Monsters. 50? Just because I wish there had been more of it. Like I said, okay, yeah. I, I feel I feel this like it should have been a two hour. Yeah, it should have been a two hour. I wanted I wanted fifteen or twenty percent more story. I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted to see ten minutes, twenty minutes past where it got. ended. Yeah. But I mean at the same time that's not really slamming the episode. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, that's a good thing to leave us wanting more and leave us excited (laughs) about where season three is going. Okay, uh, let's see here. Over in the chat room, uh, we got uh, 55 from Jordan, as we said. Uh, 48 from Wynn. 45 Wandering Monsters from Bobby. That's because of Fish Mooney. Holy Bat Pastor, 56. (laughs) Definitely 56. Definitely. Um, uh, 54 from Jimbo because they never explained the other inmates. Uh, Jordan did kind of like the Jerome tease. Uh, gets my blood pumpy for season three. Right. Uh, so and Bobby actually says maybe less. Maybe less. <laughs> maybe maybe less. less. So now uh, what we're going to do is we're going to bring on a very special guest. We haven't done it's this time live, for a very so. special episode. So hopefully, hold on. I have to hit a couple switches here and get things switched around. But we're going to bring on Holy Bat Pastor to talk a little Holy bit Bart about Pastor. the episode. Holy I'm calling it. I'm calling him on Skype now, so hopefully he will pick up soon. Ring-a-ding-ding. So, so how are you doing, Holy Bat Pastor? I'm doing well. Uh, it's so good to be able to, to watch the live stream. Usually I'm having to go to sleep early because i got to get up early, and I've just <laughs> mm-hmm. missed so much, and then I'm trying to catch up the next few days. But it's so good to be with you all live. But, Yay, but you've you. completely abandoned all of your responsibilities to be here with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you for the sacrifice. Good job, sir. Good job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so what did you think of the episode overall? I really loved it. You know, I, I'm sure someone's going to look at the 56 rating I gave it. And, <laughs> ah, you're just saying. But I really did. And I think part of my problem is that um, in preparation for tonight, just because I wanted to be um, as knowledgeable as possible about the episode or at least mm-hmm. feel comfortable with it. I think I've watched it. You're going to laugh at me. I think I've seen it now like six times. Nice. So I've like, watched it two or three times this morning and two or three times this afternoon. So, nice. yeah. Really, you I can take over things. my job then. You got this down, man. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would love that, but I, I could never fill your shoes, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I just keep finding things to appreciate about mm-hmm. it. And I think that's why I have, uh, uh, you know, I gave it the high ratings. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many things that I want to mention. And I, and you, you cut me off when you need to go because I know that time is important. But something I, I'm listening to the conversation about Jerome and I hear the excitement, mm-hmm. something I, I noticed, I'm not a musical expert, but I've always really appreciated the musical cues in Gotham. And then mm-hmm. owning season one, you know, I've gone back and, and I'll notice when they use certain forms of music. And, you know, Penguin kind of has some certain musical cues that they've used. Right. Last night, what got my attention, mm-hmm. I am pretty sure I, I, I'm about to go out on a limb and I hope I'm not incorrect. All of a sudden, there was a musical cue during the opening scene 
when the camera panned down from Clayface Jim and then you went down to the belly of Arkham Asylum and you could see the real Jim screaming out for mm -hmm. Hugo Strange, mm -hmm. that driving music, I heard it and I went, oh my God, that's the music that they played in episode like two and three that would always be the cue for the maniacs. And I oh. have the hashtag maniacs. I swear to you, I don't think they've played it again since then. Mm -hmm. And when they did it, I thought, oh, my God, I think that's a tip off. I think <laughs> that's a tip off. They would do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I thought that mm -hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. That's one other thing that I kind of was upset about was I was expecting, if nothing else, just like a last scene, like full face Jerome. Yes. Like, this is where With we're going. For it, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was disappointed, but when I heard the laugh, though, I thought, okay, I, that must be their plan, and I think they've got something uh, brewing for season three. Mm -hmm. I think that Absolutely. we're all hoping that. Definitely. So, 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 what else did you pick out about the episode? Oh, wow. I mean, there was so much. Um, like, I'm looking at some of my notes that I made. Um, um, one thing that, not to go all dramatic, but one thing that really meant a lot to me the first time I saw it, and then with each subsequent viewing, um, the, the whole dynamic with, um, with Professor Hugo Strain and his God complex mm -hmm. and where he asserts himself, you know, as deity, I thought was fascinating. But, but like Rebecca, I love the glimpses into, um, Jim's psyche mm -hmm. that yeah. we were given through that. Yeah. And, and so it really struck me, Jim Gordon, you know, like I've heard people say, oh, Jim Gordon's an enigma. You know, he, we, what's his motivation? Well, we learned, uh, something about his backstory and what was going on with his father and then the guilt. This is a man who is just – he is haunted by this mm -hmm. uh, overwhelming guilt and mm -hmm. this inability to forgive himself and move on. And I think it's what adds to the darkness of his character, and it will be interesting to see if this exchange with Hugo – Hugo Strange um, impacts him next season. You know, if it if if he has a you know maybe a lighter disposition in the beginning, maybe he has a, a renewed sense of purpose. Um, but I just thought it spoke to all of us. I mean, all of us probably we struggle with forgiving ourselves. Sometimes we can forgive others, but we will not forgive ourselves very for things true. that we've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was very touching. Yeah, very I, touching. I, like I said earlier in the episode too, I definitely felt like it was Jim's episode. This was a very Jim centric episode. And I also feel like all the revelations they made in that scene with Hugo strange yeah. have been completely justified from, you know, episode one or two. You know, yes. I, yes. I definitely feel like this is a path that they've been building Jim to go on. And it seems so obvious now that they did this full episode where they kind of blew the doors open and revealed everything about it. Right. But I, I mean, I could definitely see how a lot of people might not catch that as they're just going through the individual episodes that they were building to this, you know? Right. Right. No, I completely agree. Because the more you watch season one, you said something and I'm I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, so I'm not using the exact mm -hmm. uh, quote that you said. But yes, it you get the sense that no they've been very intentional this mm -hmm. entire time like there it was a certain path um that they were trying to lay and you know i would hear complaints periodically like we're just not finding out enough about jim and i felt like they were purposely keeping jim a little bit of a mystery mm -hmm. for a while and and even the revelations that we had from last night were not enormous but they certainly were telling very telling about his character so, so I what what outside of the gym stuff? What was your, what were some of your favorite moments of the episode? Oh, um, well, <laughs> probably my favorite character of the episode was uh, you're going to think um, this is a cheat, 
was Clayface Jim. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I Ben McKenzie really had a night. <laughs> um, I was impressed. Like I've heard some of the other comments, uh, the way he was able to make that distinction. You're like, man, this is a really bad actor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good actor. Ben McKenzie is a good actor, but he's playing a very bad, a very no talent actor mm-hmm. uh, who can't even fake his way mm-hmm. through this, even though he looks identical to yeah, the real yeah. Jim. He um, ki- he kind of reminded me of uh the the bodysuit guy from Men in Black like you remember the first yes. alien they go after Yes right? yeah yes comparison yeah that's yeah. exactly but it I think that might have been played by uh oh I forget the actor's name but the guy who played Black Mask on Gotham actually come to think of it Yes it was Yeah yes yeah. It really? Wow. I th- yeah, everything comes back to Gotham. It does. Yes, every all roads lead back to Gotham. All roads lead to Gotham. Um, but you know, there were there were times. I mean, without being stupid about it, I kept it. There was such a humorous bent to the character and to those scenes mm-hmm. between Bullock and and what I call Clayface Jim. I I kind of almost kept hoping that there were. Um, some scenes added, you know, that we wouldn't expect, like maybe Barbara, instead of punching him, maybe would gouge his eyes out and look at the camera and say, mm-hmm. here's looking at you, Bill Meeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. I, I would not put that past the guy. Go- I don't put it past the writers. writers. Not at all. I have a feeling that they, they maim people's eyes just because it bothers That's, me so I much. I think they do know. And they yeah. haven't denied that yet. So yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, like it would have been funny if every time he winked, he kept mumbling under his breath, from Bill soup Meeks. to nuts, from soup to nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I would have I would have paid money to see that. <laughs> that would have been good. Okay, so do we we really didn't touch on this in our discussion, but did you do you think you spotted any bat villains in the bus there at the end like any known bat villains? I I I'm pretty sure I spotted Killer Croc, but uh besides Yeah, the face. Did you did you think you saw the face of Killer Croc? Cuz yes. that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I th- thought I saw it. It was that. like one of the first guys who got off the bus. Yeah, it was all scaly and everything. Mm-hmm. I kept looking at that scene thinking I'm going to notice someone or I'm going to be able to recognize someone other than that. And then Jerome's laugh. I couldn't pick out anyone. I was completely bamboozled. Yeah, I, I was the same way. Like I, I kept w- looking through. I although I, I did notice uh, the Tweedle brothers, uh, or it looked like kind of like the Tweedle brothers oh, walking really? away there. Okay, at, at the end, and uh, it would make they they have been confirmed that they're coming in for season three, which makes sense because they're planning on doing the Mad Hatter, right? I, all right. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, see, I had not heard that. But, yeah, I'll have to go back and look and see oh, if I can pick them out. Sorry, spoilers. Well, yeah, no, no, I like knowing that kind of thing. And did you happen to notice and, – and I could be way off base here mm-hmm. – um, but there was a, a a man, and they just kind of panned across his face quickly in uh, the GCPD. And he had a top hat on. Yes. And I noticed that, and I thought, well, is that – is that supposed to be the Mad Hatter? Maybe like we're getting a glimpse of him. But anyway, it could have just been you know some random character. But uh, that was the first thought that crossed my mind. I don't know if that yeah, was it, meant to be. Like it definitely reminded me of the Mad Hatter, both in dress. Like I, there are a couple different ways they could go with it. One, it could just be like a oh he's coming. Uh, you know <laughs> he'll eventually be coming. So here's someone who kind of looks like him to kind of set the stage or right. get you excited for it. The other is that he that was actually Mad Hatter, although he almost feels a little too old to be the Mad Hatter. I, yes, I agree. Yes, that's that's why I kind of dismissed it. I thought, yeah, too mm-hmm. too old to be around when Batman shows up. Yeah, I, I mean, because he even felt a little too old to be the Mad Hatter when Batman's a, an adult, you know, running around <laughs> right. Gotham City, let alone, you know, this now. early stage. Right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Holy Bat Pastor, do you have any final thoughts about the episode or about the season in general? Uh, we, we'd love to hear them. 
Oh well, about the season in general, I, I feel like you could you could have a, easily a two hour podcast. Um, we will because what a, oh good, I'm looking forward to it. What a, what a momentous season, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, it started off with a bang, and and just the the hubbub and the discussion around the show was like, wow, how are how are they going to top this week? And then we found ourselves saying that literally, like every week, like mm-hmm. how are they going to go above and beyond and. I really mm-hmm. think overall they delivered. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll leave my comments there. The only other comment that I'll make about uh, last night's episode is I had to I, – I burst out into laughter after one of the lines out of Harvey Bullock's mouth. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, this, this one episode was probably created to answer the musical question, when does Harvey Bullock not get laid? Please. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, I what a sex life this guy has. <laughs> right? I, I guess just when, just when he has the flu is the only time he does it. He's Apparently, late, yeah. So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, we, we want to thank you so much for yes, calling in, Holy so Pastor. Uh, sorry we haven't got to hear from you so much this season, but it's yeah. so great to have you call in, though. Shadows, I've been there, but you know I love you guys, and I appreciate everything you do. And Oh, and, and one last thing. Um, okay. In an, attempt, in an attempt to draw uh, – some of these may be listeners to the podcast, but I've been interacting a lot recently with some other Gothamites. So I just wanted to shout out real quick to Susie Psycho 2014, Kathy Detmer, Trisha Walter, Miss Awesome, Shirley, Claire, mm-hmm. and Crystal Nash. Very nice. Very, I feel I, like it's TRL. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I definitely recognize a few of those names too, yep. like Miss Awesome for for sure, for sure. Nice. Okay, well, definitely, uh, you know, stay, stay out there spreading the Gotham love on Twitter Absolutely. and, uh, you know, calling in and participating and live tweeting our show Makes when you watch happy. it. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, make me love you both. I enjoy my 5 a.m. wake-up call from my notifications. <laughs> it's, it's great. Every, yes, I am every early week. <laughs> It's fine. So am I now. <laughs> All right. We love you too, Holy Bat Pastor. Bye, Talk bye, to you bye. later. Take care. Okay, Good night. Bye. Um, over in the chat room, they were doing a lot of talking about other characters that we thought we saw with the monsters. Um, the definite croc, or as Bobby's autocorrect made it, crochet. Crochet. Um, I like that better. I killer, like that killer, killer crochet. Killer crochet. Killer crochet. Um, <laughs> Solomon Grundy. Uh, Bobby thought he saw somebody in leather and chains. Uh, Wynn is asking for some look at that hatter. Hey, uh, look at that hatter. hatter. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have the same ring to it. No. And right. Bobby said he swore that he saw somebody look like they had fur and big ears, and I totally saw that person too. Mm. It looked really, really fake, like um, a uh, costume store for um, Easter, mm-hmm. but it was there. <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt like a lot of the people there uh, were sort of – they just – through weird costumes in yeah. there just to placeholders you know we're gonna have a lot of characters like this without right. committing to any characters for sure but uh you know we do have uh, some news about some various characters coming up so i guess we might as well go ahead and move on to the news news first up the ratings gotham i got a 1.2 and was a 10th off for fox but which is ridiculous but i it was against as dumb as this sounds the bachelor at premiere i don't watch that but still yeah, uh, definitely. But and the, the more importantly, mm-hmm. uh, the day of the premiere or uh, finale yesterday, uh, they came out and announced a few confirmed villains that will definitely be appearing in Gotham season three. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, of course, uh, we're going to be seeing the Mad Hatter, which we already discussed, and the Tweedle Brothers, which we discussed. And then they mention, uh, you know, we'll be seeing the Talon or Talons of the yeah. Court of Owls uh, for sure. And we should also be seeing Solomon Grundy. As the whole chat room just keeps going, Solomon Grundy, Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy. Can born I get a on cliff a notes on that? Uh, Solomon Grundy, he's he's basically, he's, he's a Hulk-tier character. You know, he's super okay. strong, a little dumb. Uh, but he his gimmick is that he he comes back to life over and over and over again. Oh, basically. that's right, that's right. Basically, you can't kill him. I'm trying to find because he says a rhyme every time he comes back. If I can if I can find it here, Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, christened on a Tuesday, married on a Wednesday, took ill on Thursday, grew worse on Friday, died on Saturday, buried on Sunday. That was the end of Solomon Grundy. Until he comes back. Until he comes back. Until he comes back. So, so uh, yeah, and I guess it's a, it's actually not just native to the character. It's based on a on a verse that was written by James Orchard Hollowell and published mm-hmm. in 1842, uh, which is uh, something they, they, that I wasn't familiar with. So we all oh, learned well, something. Well, we taught today. Bill something today, so it's a miracle. You taught me something about Batman, which almost never happened. I taught you nothing. The internet taught you. You, you know what? Uh, though I made I, you look it up. We we do want to plug uh, to the you know. We're, we're wrapping up for the season here. We're coming back for a roundtable, but we're going to be doing a live episode of Legends of Gotham this summer at Supercon in uh, Miami. Miami, Florida, uh, July 1st through 4th. Uh, we don't know we don't what know the, the date, date is yet. yet, but we're definitely going to be there. And we know that uh, that Jimmy Gordon, uh, Jim Dandy, Jim Dandy. And, and that hoe. Uh, Leslie Tompkins, aka Monica, you know Morena. Morena. More, I I'm not even going to try with the last name, but we, at least I can do the first name. We know they're going to be there too, so hopefully we'll be able to arrange some sort of sit down with them. That'd Maybe be great. We, I, I we'd love to moderate the panel. I, you know, we, we're going to be talking to the Supercom people about that. If nothing else, hopefully we can just get you know a 10 minute interview or something with Jimmy and Lee. Uh, or Leslie, because I, I refuse to call her Lee, except I just did. Uh, but Supercon July 1st through 4th uh, in Miami, Florida. And, you know, we're, we'll be releasing some information on the podcast feed Absolutely. once we have exact dates, when we know what day, the time, all that kind of stuff. But we'd love to see you out there. We'd love to meet you. And uh, we don't want an empty panel. So if, yeah, you're, that'd be if you're in Miami or you're around Miami, please feel free to come and, and join us for a, a wonderful, wonderful weekend. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get on to some listener feedback, which, by the way, I know it's the off season. Yeah. You can still send in feedback because we are doing that yes, season two listener season ra- two. or no. season two roundtable yeah. with Gotham TV podcast, a, sort of a double date. So definitely send in your overall thoughts mm-hmm. on season two, uh, Legends of Gotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham is the Facebook page. And the voicemail number <laughs> is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, we're going to start off with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Bobbert. Hey. Hey, guys. It's Bobby. All right. So I've really liked this second season of Gotham, and I didn't care for the first season. Um, they almost lost me three or four episodes in when they killed off Jerome. But I stuck around, and to be honest with you, I'm glad I did because I, I feel like week by week the show has been getting better and better. And I really look forward to this week being the season finale. And, you know, I mean, although we were introduced to Clayface last week, I mean, really seeing Clayface this week and whatnot. Um, and I've got to say, guys, I 
was kind of let down. Um, mm. <laughs> Clayface, okay, sure, he looked like Gordon, but he didn't act like Gordon. His mannerisms were off. He didn't sound like Gordon. And, you know, you know, okay, obviously, this is a different person. But, mm. like, all it did was make, to, to make it so different, to make it so obvious, all it did was make everyone around him look like idiots. Like, Bullock just looked like a straight-up buffoon to not realize that this is uh, this wasn't Gordon. And See, I, th- I, I thought that he was suspicious of it right away, mm-hmm. and that he was just kind of playing it out and trying to... Because he, he didn't want to offend, and he also, I, I think kind of think he didn't want to tip the guy off until he was sure. Yeah, I don't know. Because, you know, he was asking all those personal questions like, hey, Jim, you remember that one conversation that only we were there for? Right. All that kind of stuff, like right up front. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of think, uh, think he knew. Yeah, but th- I feel like he should have done a little more. If yeah. He was, yeah. To have Barbara come out of nowhere and be the one that realizes it, I mean, that made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, why was she even there? Why? Okay. The last we saw of her was like an ep, was the not last episode, the episode before when she was like, I'm going to make gimlets and (laughs) (laughs) just all like loopy. And then like last episode, we got a throwaway line of Butch saying, Oh, uh, are you mad? I kicked her out. And now all of a sudden she's back and she's acting fine. Oh, I mean, fine. For as Barbara. far as Babs is concerned. <laughs> I mean, is she is she crazy? Isn't she crazy? Is she evil? Isn't she evil? Either Barbara can't make up her mind about how she wants to be or how she is, or the writers can't make up their mind about how they want to portray the character. Either way, it's just maddening. Um, okay, I did like Gordon and uh, Strange. I, I like the mm-hmm. interaction with the truth stream and whatnot. I was almost expecting one of those true lies moments where Gordon would have been like, you know, told, told Strange exactly what he was going to, his, to, going to do to escape just before he actually did it. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. What we did get was Strange almost oddly helping, uh, Gordon in a way by mm-hmm. absolving him of this burden that he has or that he feels he has over Gotham and Bruce Wayne and whatnot. And it really makes no sense when you think about it, because all it's been doing is keeping him from the thing that matters is like his love and his child or lack thereof, whichever the case may be. Cause I- I'm going to interrupt you there, Bobby, because that speaks to something that I noticed several times in this episode. And that was taking these common action movie tropes, like, uh, you know, Jim explaining the plan and uh, well under the truth serum or, you know, uh, the hero getting the information they need to defuse the bomb. You mean the, just- like the court of owls? Oh, well, the- or, 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 you know, at just the last moment and it working and saving the day and everything and kind of subverting them because, you know, you think that they're going to go that route with Jim and Strange and then it turns out Strange kind of like psychologically cures him. So, uh, you know, he can press him for information. And then when uh, Jim and Lucius are working on the bomb downstairs, uh, the whole water joke. That was hilarious. They, she's like, water? And they're like, oh, you got to use water to t- put, put out the bomb. And uh, then you find out, no, she was she's just, just thirsty. thirsty. So there was a lot of that. On one hand, they were trying they, – they were – they knew they were making sort of an action movie. Yeah. So they tried to kind of flip those ideas on their heads, which I really liked about the episode. But uh, sorry, Bobby. Go ahead. I honestly feel like Lee went down south to have the kid. But, yep. you know, we'll find yep. out. Um of course, the scenes between Bruce and Selena were great, but when are they not? I mean, the actors and the writers 
have pubescent Batman and Catwoman down to a science. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I always love the interaction between those two. Uh, the Firefly and Freeze, uh, fight was kind of cool, I guess. Fire versus ice. Mm. But how did Hugo come out of that? How did he get hit by both Thank of those, you. uh, weapons and, and still live? Uh, once again, another WTF moment for me. Mm-hmm. They canceled each other out, maybe? I don't know. And then followed, uh, I mean, okay. Okay, we set a bomb and we're going to have to make it, you know, we're going to have to disarm it and we're going to disarm it with water. Really, guys? Water? <laughs> I mean, so much of this episode was just stupid. It was just, mm. it, I, ugh. But interspersed with, you know, great moments. And I thought they did a good job of, for the most part, of setting up the third season. And I I haven't even spoke about it yet, but I mean, let's get down to it, guys. You know I hate fish. You know I don't like fish. <laughs> I don't care if you give her superpowers. She can touch me with her, like, manipulative hands and and tell me to like her. I don't care. I still won't. I don't like fish. I <laughs> uh, never have, never will. I just don't like the character. Um, And I guess that's unfortunate for me because it seems like se- the setup for season three is now, like, uh, going to be fish and her band of monsters which please bring on the monsters and throw right. back the fish i mean the <laughs> monsters look great we heard jerome's laugh we've heard about like maybe mad hatter and different things like that i almost saw some like weird rabbit looking thing in there mm-hmm. uh, w- uh, when i tried to screenshot it but the way they they fogged it up and what i don't, I don't know it's just like hard to do some screenshots but then of course Bruce's clone, I guess? I mean, that's okay. My theory is that it's a clone of Bruce that the Court of Owls have, you know, had Strange made, a make, and that it's going to be, uh, um, either it's a clone of Bruce, I, or it's Thomas Wayne as a kid, and mm-hmm. they're breeding, whichever it is, they're breeding the Wayne to be Talon. That's what I feel. That's my crazy theory. But anyway, arbitrary scale time, I'm going to say, out of 4,337 rounds of a Gatling gun, I'm going to give it 4,072. <laughs> um, you know, once again, for a lack, for a, for a season finale, I just felt this was a bit, a bit lackluster. Well, thank you very much, Bobby. Oh, thank you, sir. You know, if it helps, if it helps, you know, uh, definitely consider, you know, don't think of the character as Fish Mooney. Think of it, this, it's a new character. It's not the season one character you know, Fish Mooney. Yeah, definitely not. It's Fish Mooney Bitch. It's Fish Mooney Bitch. It's a whole new character. It's like, it's a brand Jada new Pinkett day. Smith. It's Fish Mooney Bitch. Yeah, exactly. Bitch. Three names. You could say it like that if you need to, Bitch. Thrice is nice. Uh, t- okay, uh, take it away, Win. Hi, everybody. This is Win calling in with a few thoughts on the season two Gotham finale. I liked it. I think. It had a lot of wonderful character moments for everyone, especially uh, Nigma, Barbara, uh, Butch, and Penguin always get some of the funniest lines. The bomb thing was your typical TV show cliche, so I didn't really care for that so much because everyone always gets in there at the last second and saves the day, so that was kind of expected and not, not really thrilling from a viewer point. Um, Fish stole the show for me. I really enjoyed watching her in this. I love her attitude. I love her moxie. I love her costume. And I'm really looking forward to them hopefully using her a lot in season three, although that looks like it's going to be pretty much a court of owl season as Mm. Bruce Wayne tries to figure out who's running Gotham City. Jim Gordon, obviously, he's running off to Lee. I really don't care. I think she can do better because now she's going to have her baby daddy showing up in a stolen car without a job. (laughs) 
Thank I you. I guess that's another TV cliche or a real life <laughs> one. Anyway, those are my thoughts. I'm looking forward to hearing what everyone else thought about the episode. Bye. Thank you so much, Thank Wynn. Thank you, Wynn. Great feedback, as always. As always. Okay, and next up, we have a voicemail from Mike Pasqua. Take it away, Mike. Hello, this is Mike Pasqua. Hello. A couple of questions here. One, uh, how soon do you think we will see Lee next year? After all, he's going to get, as the episode ended this week, he's going to get her. Will we see her at the beginning of the episode or at the beginning of the year? Or will it will it take a while? Secondly, I, I I'll answer that right up front. I think she'll have ar- she'll have already been gotten by the mm-hmm. time season three starts. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it just occurs to me, and this is a, maybe a little bit inside baseball, but it just occurs to me that GCPD is going to have to hire might have to hire two new people. Without Lee, they have no medical examiner. They should have hired someone by now. Yeah, they have no CSI. Now, mm. we got to see what happens with that. You know, if they, if, if she comes back as a, as a, as, as a ME, then they only have to have one. But, you know, will they have to hire two new people for the GCPD? This has been Mike Pasqua. Thank you Thank very you much, Mike. Yeah, and they, that's a good point. You know, there there are some vacancies in the GCPD. Uh, there, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they they could uh, retrain. I don't know Montoya and Allen to fill those roles. That'd be nice. That would be nice, especially now that Allen's show Minority Report has been canceled. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Next up is Joel from Portland. Take it away, Joel. Hey guys, hey, Joel, Joel from Portland, and I just got done watching the season finale. I think, yeah, of uh, Gotham. Uh, it's the one sure. where uh, Fish says, I'm Fish Mooney, bitch. And it's really starting to lose its shock value every <laughs> single time she says it. It's Makes you think that, that maybe uh, her new name, like Fish Mooney 2.0, is just she's now Fish Mooney, bitch. Or yes! she thinks that yes! she's Jesse Pinkman exactly. from Breaking Bad. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I like the character she's developing into, um, especially as um, a pretty wicked bus driver. Um, I also <laughs> like that... Uh, that the Gotham bomb in this episode, it was big and it was round. It reminded me of Batman 66 and the Dark Knight Rises. I half expected it to be flown out of, <laughs> uh, out of the asylum or Indian Hill on a helicopter and taken out to sea. I, I said to mm-hmm. Anne Marie when she was putting together our our tw- our Gotham Monday tweets mm-hmm. that I I just wished that it had bomb written on the side of it. Yep. That would have made it. Perfect. That would have been fun. I also loved the. The reflection in Strange's glasses of the fire in one lens and the freezing in the other one was a great effect on camera. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I, I, they evacuated everyone out of Indian Hill. Um, most of the people that we recognized were either released, revived, or moved. But we didn't see anything from Crane. I expected to see at least that by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He was one of my favorite characters, bad guys, that they've had this whole season. Or I guess it was last, last season. season. I can't remember. But- yeah, last we saw him, he was in a coma, though, so... No, he wasn't. He was wasn't freaking he? out in... Oh, yeah, well, he, he was... He was in the hospital, like, yeah. strapped down. He was having delusions. <laughs> but why not bring him back? It was such an effective um, use of the shaky camera every single time he used a fear toxin. I wish we could have seen it again. And last, which with the hard-hitting weaponry 
uh, walks around with a minigun and just takes out uh, police vehicles and a van. I mean, why didn't they just take the minigun and make it one of his many attachments to his hand? And why like did he that. run away from Fish when he has a minigun in his hand? If he was that concerned about it, maybe he thought that she was a ghost. He could have just obliterated her right then and there. And- I think it was more of just like a... She's back from the dead. Awkward slash, I don't know how to deal with this and my boss has been defeated, so I, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Butch out. And I still would have been satisfied because then she would have been used as an advice to get people out of Indian Hill. But anyways, I think I'm rambling on, so I'll let you guys go. Great show. Looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts. Bye. Thank you very much, Joel. And uh, last but not least, now I recognize this voice. I know this person has called him before, but they didn't leave their name on the voicemail. So it's a mystery caller. Anonymous. Go ahead. I thought the Gotham season finale was epic. There was so much going on. I loved it. I loved the cast, the writers, everything. Gotham is such a wonderful show. And I have hope that Hugo Strange and this SOP body will be back next season. This was a great season. Love it. Thank you Thank very you. much, Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. I, now we just have a couple of letters to wrap up here. Uh, first, a YouTube comment from uh, comment from Jason Redux says, Hey, Bill and Amory, with Gotham Season 2 now finished, will we no longer have Gotham videos every week? Uh, or, you know, the podcast, yeah. listen to the podcast. And if not, would you ever cover other things like film reviews as it would be interesting having regular video, videos about the latest films? At least until season three arrives. Now, where's my grilled cheese sandwich? Ha. Uh, now, Jason, uh, what we did last summer and what we generally do during hiatus is we do episode commentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for you on YouTube, what that means is it'll be me and Emery sitting here probably drinking. Oh, and, there's uh, a definite drinking habit. There'll be a, a little uh, little just square mm-hmm. on the corner of the screen that updates every 15 seconds with the episode. So you, gotta, you know where we're at. But yeah. It's not like playing. Or you can just, if you have the, uh, the episode on Blu-ray or iTunes or something, you can just pull it up and we'll give you instructions on how to sync it with the commentary. And when to sync it, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, there's an audio option for that, too. We are going to be uh, having Jared Joseph from The 100 on to discuss more Batman films, Batman Returns at, at the very least. And, you know, I, I, I'd imagine there might be some other kinds of content coming across our well, YouTube channel. Well, especially we'll be pulling... Um, We'll release our panel from SuperCon, mm-hmm. and um, if we do an interview while we're down there or any other little specials, yeah. we'll, we'll probably try and do a couple of little videos, but we're going to try and relax a little over this hiatus. This past year has been pretty stressful. Yeah. I'll also say, too, on our old <laughs> podcast, Universe Box, we did a lot of movie and TV show reviews. Yeah, go check I, those out. Yeah, I've the, you can go check those out, or I've been meaning to pull them out and put them up on the YouTube channel just as independent video sort of things. Right. So I, we, we'll definitely uh, take a look into doing that over the summer, too. So yeah. there will be there'll other be content stuff. coming, coming from stuff. us. Yeah. And uh, you want to read this last one? from? Sure. Uh, this one's from our buddy Christian Gray. Hey, yeah. Bill and Anne-Marie. I hope your day is going well. Yes, not too bad. Um, it's interesting. It took a woman to figure <laughs> out that Clayface wasn't Jim. Did you guys think it reflected poorly on the GCPD for being so accepting? Also, why did Penguin want vengeance on Hugo? I'm assuming for the experiments, but he released him. If it wasn't for Hugo, Penguin would still be in Arkham. What a mistake Hugo made releasing Penguin. Penguin went after Galavan as real. Uh, was that a Bruce Wayne impersonator at the end? Ba-dum-bum. That was Fabrucio. 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 Let Fabrucio take you into his arms and tell you how he's going to find his parents' killer. 
Fabrucio. Let us know your thoughts on Gotham Season 2 for our big round table coming up in a few weeks. Legends of Gotham at gmail.com. Twitter at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, now, we want to thank our chatters. Uh, who've been great, great fun all evening. Jimbo and Bobby and Cece and Holy Bat Pastor and Wynn, who had to leave, Matthew Paul, a bunch of other people popping in and out there. Uh, good times. Good, good times, times had by good all. Good times. Okay, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Simone or go ahead and check out my blog, CrunchyCrafty.com. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at UniverseBox.com. And, uh, you know, you can check us out at Supercon this summer. We'll be there. Supercon. Uh, come meet us. Come have a, have a drink with us or something. That'd we be like fun, drinks. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll we have like a drink drinks. with you. We'll have totally. a drink. We'll have a drink. Maybe an app or two. Ooh, apps. Drinks and apps. Legends of Gotham this yes! summer. Yes! Come into a Supercon near you. <laughs> okay. Uh, or so, near us. Or near everybody. Ba-dum-bum. Join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, drinks and apps sounds nice. Drinks and apps. I'd we like should it. see if we could like arrange like an actual thing. A thing? A thing. thing. A thing would be fun. Well, it, people would need to contact us and let us know they're coming first. So yeah. do that. Let drinks us know and apps. you're coming. Drinks and apps. Screw that hoe. Nice. Yeah, and I see some people in the chat room there saying we should stay connected over the the hiatus on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Please, everyone follow everybody. Throw in your Twitter handles in the chat room if you want to.